I woke up this morning and I wasn't going to allow myself to be defeated. I was going to stay in the positive mode and I really did try. The problem is the clock doesn't always agree. This daylight savings time, I wish we could just stick with one time and never have to change again. I'm okay with whichever one they decide. Just pick one and that way we don't have to change because it totally messes my body up. Now I am on, I'm, I'm done counting the hours. 48 hours is what, two days? I'm into days now waiting for the response from Ginny DeBond. So I'm going to go ahead and give the old gal a, 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 the exception. Maybe my email got lost. <laughs> it got lost in the mail. Something of that nature. And I'm going to send her another email in hopes that she'll respond. Because it's just something else to add to the stress. And... Already in normal, every day-to-day -day life, are we not struggling to, okay, we've got to pay the bills, we've got to get the children off to school, I've got to make sure I give quality time to my significant other, I need to make sure that I've, you know, done things properly for the day, get dressed, take a shower, regular normal things that every does in everyday life but on top of that you have to add what the massive pain that you are in the fact that you might need a mobility aid to help you to get from point A to point B perhaps taking that shower takes a lot more out of you than you ever expected when it's time to change the sheets do you not kind of hold your breath and think, well, for one, be happy that you're changing the sheets, but for another, think, okay, please don't let me do what I did before to dislocate a rib or something in my wrist. Our bodies already, when we don't have HEDS, are already in protective mode without us knowing things that people take for granted that we now are just learning with this illness, such as breathing deeply and doing activities without thinking about it. We have to think about it. I'm trying to flatten my hair. It's exhausting because I can't hold my arms up long enough. Changing sheets, lucky if I can do it. I don't have the strength. Opening a bottle, sometimes my water, can't do it. Driving, don't know when my arm's going to give out. All of these things, normal everyday tasks, are affected because of our illness. And that is why I feel like we have problems with our kinesthesia. You'll read it in other places, proprioception, but no. AWOL zebras, it's kinesthesia. We need a prettier sounding word, okay? <laughs> I just like it better. So, normal day activities require proper kinesthesia, require the ability to walk and stand without thinking about it. We have to think about it. And there is no definitive answer as to why hypermobility causes a lack of kinesthesia 
but I believe the role of fascia plays a very special role in this field. Now remember, fascia is a three-dimensional sheet of internal connective tissue in our bodies and that covers everything, wrapping around every muscle, bone, organs, vessels, and the entire nervous system. It separates different layers of tissue, preventing friction, and has been likened to, like I call it saran wrap, that protects the various elements of your body. It's a cling film, okay? It also has elastic quality, contracting and expanding and stores and releases the kinetic energy from our body's movement. Fascia is the biggest sensory organ in the entire body, which is why I believe building sensory awareness in our bodies is crucial to healthy movement. It also helps prevent or minimize stress to a local muscle, and it protects the integrity of the entire body. Our fascia plays a fundamental role in kinesthesia, which is our ability to know where we are in the space around us and sense movement within our joints. Kinesthesia also allows our body to respond to our environment more quickly than our conscious mind. And those of us in the hypermobile community, um, you may be aware that, that we are lacking these full capabilities. Have you not kind of figured that, but you're just not exactly sure why? The reason is that fascia has 10 times more proprioceptors than muscles. This is what causes a problem for us. So if our collagen-based fascia isn't fully functioning as it should, then it appears that our kinesthesia could be affected too. Now remember, this is from the patient's perspective. This is not medical. This is not from anybody else. This is just my theory. And when I hopefully graduate, and get my, excuse me, I'm uh, turning up the heat on my heating pad. It's only good for two hours and then it cuts off and I've got to cut it back on. So if you hear the noise, that's just me uh, fixing my heating pad. But right there, our fascia has sensory nerves. We feel so much more. That's your hypersensitivity to touch and things of that nature. Now, this is known, and I know this Jenny DeBond knows this, so you would think that she would be kind enough to at least respond and go, hey, I think you're bat crazy, and don't ever email me again, or hey, super busy, get back to you. Just a little, little, quick little email back would be greatly appreciated, because that wears on us as individuals and even more so with individuals with hypermobility. So those are the things that we struggle with. My now question is for the spouses, the significant others. How are you affected? I want to hear from you. If you are out there, and this is already known, if you have HEDS and you're suffering and you're thriving or you just want to talk to somebody, I want to interview you. 
I would like to share your story. I would like others to know maybe how, what coping mechanism you have. My coping mechanism has been fascial remodeling. And right now I'm battling something and I can't wait to see if I'm right because I've stepped back from the Pilates mat. I kind of just put Mary Jane on hold. I know she's not happy about it because I need to see if my theory is right. And that's the story for the next episode. I just thought of it. So boom, light bulb moment. There we go. If you do have a GDS, I would love to hear from you. Uh, we do have some interviews coming up, I promise. I say it all the time, but we really do. It's just difficult because we're dealing with time differences and trying to get up with everybody. And then you know how this illness affects us. And some days it just doesn't happen. So I've had some uh, things scheduled and they've had to be postponed. Whether it was on my end or their end, we're struggling to make it happen, but it will happen and it's going to happen because that's the positivity part of me that it's going to happen. But as far as the caregivers, I want to hear from you. I know what my husband, you know, goes through. I see it firsthand, but I don't need to interview. I might, maybe I'll interview him to share his story, but because I live with him, I feel like it would be awesome to hear from others. I want to know what it's like. You know, if you have HEDS and you've lost friends because of it, I want to know. If, if you've lost relationship because of it, I want to know. Or if it saved your marriage and made you closer, I want to know. But if you are the caregiver that was once the sexy husband or the sexy wife or, you know, the best friend. And now you have gone to carrying that person to the restroom or taking that person food in bed and watching your loved ones suffer. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your side of the story. We need to share it. Because the purpose of this podcast is to educate, enlighten, maybe make you laugh a little bit. Hopefully tell something that you can relate to so that you don't feel so alone. Because it's, it's miserable. That, that year that I was in bed and had no visitors, with the exception of, towards the end, healthcare practitioners, it was miserable. And I couldn't get up and I didn't want to burden my husband. You know, he would get up and go to work and he did everything he could. And there would be times that he would leave at seven o'clock in the morning. Our son would be off at school and I couldn't eat. I wouldn't eat. I, did, I, I couldn't get to food. I had some things beside the bed, but then you can't get up and use the restroom. So... I know what it's like, but you have stories to tell too. And I believe that if we can share our stories together, we can create a community, not just of complainers. Uh, when you go on the Facebook group, sometimes it's sad. Sometimes I have to take a break because it's gut-wrenching and being the admin 
for these groups, it's, I get the stories firsthand and it's hard when you see a mother, you know, writing because she's there for her, you know, doing this for her daughter or for her son because they just found out and they're trying to do everything they can to learn and educate themselves. And some, it's just hard. It's hard to hear these stories firsthand. And I know there's other, you know, there's uh, Thriving Zebras. That's uh, a Facebook group where they promote positivity. And, and that's important too. Hey, I got up and took a shower today. Or hey, I got up and ran a marathon. Super cool. But I want to share your story the way I know how. Being a disc jockey, I'm used to interviewing people. I'm used to sharing stories on the radio. I can't do that anymore. But I can do this from the comfort of my bed if need be. Got my heating pad. I'm good to go. So please, message me, contact me. Of course, because we're trying to get sponsors, like me on Spotify and all that stuff. Tell your friends, listen, whatever you can. Like I said, 60 seconds on any device will get... Um, will show that the show was listened to, but just contact me, message me. I would love to tell your story and have you tell your story. I want to share your story with you. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I'll be with you tomorrow. I hope you have an absolutely lovely day, as pain-free as possible. Thank you. I'm Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.